John 1, verse 14. It says, The Word became flesh, and He made His dwelling among us. The Holy God of heaven, who dwells in all perfection, power, and purity, enters into vulnerable humanity. This is a mystery. A mystery of the incarnation. The fully divine God becoming fully human and stepping into this world. We're celebrating God stepped in. It's Christmas time again and the turkey's getting fat. There's tinsel on the Christmas tree And on top the angel sat The snowman's in the garden There snowflakes in the air There's chocolate toys and teddies Wrapping paper everywhere But there's one thing I remember At this special time of year Christ was born in Bethlehem and the angels cheered. Three more sleeps! Three more sleeps! And it hey, three more sleeps! Do you know, I've still got my dad's voice in my head. He used to come in in the morning, six o'clock in the morning. Has he been? Go and see, he'll go downstairs, has he been? And I used to shoot out of bed and shout, Dad! Sure up, I'm 27. <laughs> Christmas for me was a celebration centered around family. We would give presents to each other, and every year without fail, my grandma would buy me a pair of tartan slippers off of the market. And my dad would act all surprised as he opened his bottle of tobacco where he got every year. And my uncle used to sit in the corner with his Christmas cracker hat on, making some funny noises. Never knew what it was until I seen my mum doing mushy peas and putting them little tablets in. You know, the ones to, to make them a bit softer. I've told that's what it was, the funny noise. And we would fall to sleep together watching the Queen. And then we'd wake up together and eat some more. And then we'd have an argument about the purple quality street. <laughs> Not only did somebody eat all the purple ones first, to rub it in, they left the wrappers in the tin as well. <laughs> I had to just get rid of that one because I've held on to that one for a long time. Eh? <laughs> Do you know, I love it. I love it, and I can't wait to do it all again this year. But at the age of 26, Christmas took on a whole new meaning for me. And I got an whole new meaning why I should celebrate at Christmas. You see, I'd not been brought up in church. The probably nearest thing to going to church on Christmas Day were watching Cliff Richard, number one, on top of the Pops. Mistletoe and wine, hey, the Lord's Prayer, I'll tell you something, he took it to church. He took it to church. But that changed for me 14 years ago. 
That's when God stepped into my life. It was approaching Christmas 1999 and I'd reached rock bottom in my life. My my life had totally collapsed around me. I was in a real mess. I was addicted to drugs and I was being treated for mental and physical health problems. Merry Christmas everyone by the way. All my family relationships had broke down and my long-term relationship had also broke down. I was in trouble with the police and I wasn't this fine figure of a man you saw before you now. I only weighed nine stone. I was 26 year old and I thought that's it for me. And I tried to end my life. But 24 hours later I woke up And I thought, I'm not supposed to be here. There's got to be more than this. I went to ask my mum and dad for help. And on the 4th of July, Independence Day, I moved to a drug rehabilitation. Now, this rehab was run by Christians. And I had the attitude at the time, as long as they kept that rubbish away from me, That's the Christmas version, by the way. I'll get myself sorted out and I'll get on with my life. And that's what I set out to do. But three months into the programme, I knew I was going back to drugs because I'd done it so many times before. And I sat on the end of my bed and I prayed for the first time. And I said, God, if you're there, please help me. And God stepped into my life. I started to cry, as you can probably tell. (laughs) And I felt an overwhelming peace come upon me for the first time ever in my life. And I cried most of the night. And the more I cried, the more I sensed this presence with me. The next morning I went downstairs at the rehabilitation and I began telling everybody, God's real. Up until that point I'd been angry and antagonistic towards the Christian staff and the fellow residents, they weren't quite sure what to make of me now. But I wanted to know more. I wanted to know who heard me prayer. I wanted to know who God is. I got lots of questions. I didn't think I got lots of questions, but I got lots of questions. So I went to church the following Sunday. Now, it was not like a church I'd ever been to. I'd been to weddings and funerals, but I'd not seen a church like this. I walked in and there were 250, 300 people. And this, the band struck up. And someone at the side of me put their hand in air. And I thought, what's going off here? What's all this about? And then they started clapping. And all the people around me, I saw something. They had this peace. They had this joy. And I wanted it. A man stood up and read from the Bible. And like I say, there were 250 people there. But it was like God singled me out and spoke to me, myself. 
And then a, a lady stood up with a clipboard and she says, we're going to run an alpha course. And I thought, what's that? And she, she explained what an alpha course was. She says, it's a place where you can ask questions about the Christian faith and find out about the Christian faith. And it's a place where you can ask any question. There's no question too silly. There's no question too hostile. I was the first one to put my name on the clipboard. And on the Alpha, I heard the message, the Christian message. It says that God stepped into the world through Jesus Christ. That God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son, that whoever believed in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And that God, he didn't come into the world to condemn it but he came into the world to save it are you feeling condemned today because it's not God it's not God and the most important part of the course were why did Jesus die I heard that Jesus died on a cross and took the sins of the world He took all my wrongdoing and it were placed upon him. And it says that in the Bible, it says that he made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us. By week three of the course, I knew this were true. I also knew I had to make a personal response to this. On the 22nd of November 2000, I asked Jesus Christ to be Lord of my life. I came to the cross of Christ and I asked him to forgive me of all the things that I'd done wrong. And then I asked him by his Holy Spirit to come into my life. It was like a light coming on. It was like a new beginning. It were a new start. I was, ex- I was filled with God's our inexpressible love, joy and peace. Things I'd longed for. All I could do was laugh and cry and cry and laugh. Because <laughs> God stepped in. I knew something new had happened. And I knew I'd never have to go back to the old life again. I've been following Jesus 14 years now. And I've had some tremendous highs. But I've also had some devastating lows. But all through it, I've known a joy. A joy that comes from knowing God. And having a loving, restored relationship with him. A relationship with my father in heaven. The thing people commonly say after me, after sharing my story, is that, well, obviously, you needed something, Mark. I haven't done any of those things you've done. I live a relatively good life. Why do I need God? 
Soon after, God stepped into my mum's life. And then two weeks later, God stepped into my dad's life. My dad phoned me again last night. Are you ready? He's coming. Dad, Gil, I'm 41 now. Do you know what I mean? It's like... But he told me a story and I just wanted to share it. Dad became a Christian and he's very much in a similar situation. We're in Chester. They're in Chesterfield planting a church. And... uh, Every year, for the last seven years, they've been rapping on the market. Same place I get the slippers, actually. They, they wrap presents for people and give them hot chocolate and things like that. And they were doing it yesterday and, and uh, a man came up to him. He says, you're here every year, aren't you? He says, yeah. He says, you probably won't remember me, but... You prayed for me and my wife seven years ago. We shared with you that we couldn't have a child. And you prayed with us seven years ago. I'd just like to introduce you to my six-year-old daughter, Grace. That's God. He didn't come in to condemn the world. He came in to save it. They're having their carol service right now as we are. From Chester to Chesterfield and Chesterfield and back again. And the family, my hope is, they said they were coming to the service, so hopefully they're, they're with, with, with them at the moment, all the family. God stepped in. And the wonder of it all, and the mystery of it all, is that God stepped in. And God continues to step into this world. He continues to step into lives. He continues to step into the addicted lives, the hurting lives, the bankrupt lives, the lonely lives, the grieving lives, the anxious lives, fearful lives, confused lives. Now, I've met most of you, and I don't think there's anybody who hasn't shared this human experience. And he continues to step into lives. Those lives filled with senses of failure. Lives filled with senses of emptiness. Even if you, on the outside, look successful. He steps into lives filled with regret. Lives that lead a relatively good life if you're comparing everyone to your standards. He continues to step into lives that broke every rule in the book. Lives filled with heartache and sorrow. Lives filled with pain and sickness. God continues to step into lives in the joy of new birth. And the grief of losing a close relative. God steps in when there's plenty. And God steps in when you're struggling to make ends meet. God continues to step into lives. And he's able to give the answer 
to life's most important questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And what will happen to me when I die? And I pray at Christmas time, with all the Christmas happenings, in the joy and happiness, in the pain and heartache, you will experience, experience this at Christmas time the reaching touch of God, the intimate nearness of the manifest presence of God. The God who stepped in. Amen.